Hey guys, welcome to episode 33 of Next on the Platform. This week, uh, Christian, 74 kilos, is joining us for another special episode. Uh, how are you today, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. Mm, that's very I mean, nice to hear. Had, we kind of just had this conversation. Mm. But you well, we can have it again for the camera. Um, okay. Yeah, we've, we've introduced each other, uh, you know, talking for the first time, and we thought we'd, we'd, we'd live stream it for you guys on the podcast. Um, how, you know, I've got plenty of things to ask you. Some, some questions you've, you've read, some questions you haven't, some questions are from the viewers, the people they want to know, uh, some specific things about you. Um, before we get into all that stuff, how is training right now? Um, just tell us a little bit about it. Dude, I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. Like <laughs> every group chat I'm in memes me for my training. Cause it's just, I think it's pretty well organized, but people say it's all over the place, but you know, I'm pretty on and off with the whole powerlifting thing. We'll just call it power building. Um, cause it's, it's like a hybrid of like both bodybuilding and powerlifting, but you know, I go in the gym I hit a top set at whatever, do some back downs, and then I just go fucking ham on a. Am I allowed to cuss on here? Is that, yeah, of is that okay? Of course. <laughs> okay, of course. cool. Yeah, I go fucking ham, dude, on the bodybuilding stuff. Yeah. Just destroy my body. But yeah, that's it's going good. Mm. And you mentioned you had some like some knee issues right now. What what are you doing uh, for that? Is it just yeah. like a simple like uh, change up with training that's going to take the pain away, or is it an actual injury that you have to deal with? It's not anything serious. Um, I've just been doing like, uh, just like some prehab rehab stuff, just lightening the load on squats. Like I'm not doing any like leg accessories right now, like leg extensions and leg curls. Cause they really hurt the knee. And, uh, I'm just doing like tempo work on squats just to limit the load. Mm. Yeah. I tend to like, uh, think people might uh, overreact a bit with injury, like, or, or pain, sorry. Cause it doesn't sound like an injury. It sounds like pain. So that's, yeah. that's what I do. Just like go a little bit easier, you know, so do something load limiting like tempos. Sounds like a good idea. Um, what I was going to ask you is uh, now we've seen you come and go from powerlifting. We've seen your stories and whether or not they're ironic, I can sometimes can't tell, um, you know, <laughs> as much as we all want to see you in powerlifting, I want to know how you got into it. And you and I have spoken a little bit about uh, your first powerlifting meet. And I want to get to that. But I want to know how you got into it because uh, it's been a f you know a funny journey to watch. I'll put it that way. Yeah, that's one play. Um, so when I was a senior in high school, 2019, that's kind of when I like got into working out, and I didn't really have any direction. I would just go on like Reddit and look up just all these different like workout routines. And then one day uh, I stumbled across uh, Marcellus's page, Swolfesser. He had like, there's like some link to like his YouTube channel and it was like a free beginner program. I ran that for like a week <laughs> and then I moved on to like something else. I think I did like strong lifts five by five. But what really like got me into the powerlifting was, as I said, senior year of high school, a uh, recommended video popped up on my YouTube. It was uh, 2018 Raw Nationals. I don't know how it got on my suggested feed, but I was like, oh, I'll click that because I was like, I was into working out and it sounded appealing. So I watched it and I saw people like Sean and Russ lifting. It was the whole 83 flight. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. So then I kind of started like following people like that on Instagram and just kind of mimicking their training style. But yeah, that's kind of how it started. Mm. 
And you, did you pick up a coach or anything? Because I know you were self-coaching for a while and that's potentially why you've been memed for having uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unorganized no. training. So, uh, so as I said, I started lifting in 2019, had no idea what I do. I just find a like program on lift fault or Reddit and I wouldn't, I wouldn't even follow what the program said. Like it would give me percentages and I would just train at like RP 10, everything. Uh, early or right around uh, Corona, like in the summer, I hired a coach and I worked with him for a little bit, made quite a bit of progress off him. And then once I dropped him, I started self-coaching. That's when I, like my training really started getting me into life because it was just all over the place. But yeah. Do you think that you, maybe you were too emotionally invested in your own training? Is that why you think that you couldn't self-coach like really effectively because you tend to get maybe um, influenced in the way you make decisions based off like your attachment to the numbers and how you should feel? No, it's more of I'm just a really spontaneous person. Like, I get really bored training one style to the next. Like, I really struggle. Like, once I get to, like, week three to four in a block, I really struggle to adhere to it because I'm like, fuck, I want to do something else now. Like, it, and I'll be making good progress too, but, like, it's just, dude, this is getting boring. I want to change it up. <laughs> so, I mean, that's when the bodybuilding kind of helps because, you know, it adds a little bit of variety to training. But it used to be, like, I was just, like, you know how you say like uh what's the word over specializing and stuff i was like squatting three times a week benching five times a week <laughs> man it's ridiculous as like a two five venture but mm-hmm. yeah five times or, a week or, man or, 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 was, was that saying? um five times a week was that under your coach or was that under you yeah it was under my coach it was under my coach and then I stuck with it for a little bit. And then people were like, dude, like you're not Sean Noriega. You don't need a bench five times a week. And I was like, okay, I'll mm. do three times. And I, I like find, it. I, I find that to be a very interesting coaching decision five times a week for a guy who's just got into lifting. I don't want to shit on your coach. I just think that's quite, I just want to yeah. know what we, I just, I'd like no, to know I, what was behind that. No. Yeah. I, I'd like to know what went into that. Um, I, I never I never asked him about it. I just when I hired him, I was mm. he was like we're benching five times a week. I'm like okay, sounds cool. Yeah, Who I get to want to bench more. <laughs> yeah, I get to bench more, so I'll do it. Yeah, no, it makes sense, and I understand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. So you got into it, got a coach, uh, dropped him, made some gains, and then you would have arrived somewhere near your first powerlifting meet. And I've heard there's a little bit of a story behind it, uh, quite an interesting story actually. And I just want to I want to hear it again. So just uh, you kind of got the timeline a little mixed up. Mm-hmm. I was with my coach up until uh, last March. And my first meet was literally a year ago as of last week. Well, actually, my first meet, no one, only very few people know about this because it's not really talked about. But I did, uh, there's like some like unheard of federation. Uh, it's called like NASA or something. I did a meet with them back in like 2019. Uh, cause like my friend's dad, he was like a powerlifter there and it's just like, it's one of those like really corny federations where everyone's like squatting high and they, they're really lenient with the rules and everything. But USPA meet, the iconic meet, that meet, that's what we'll talk about. Mm. So what, what, what do you want to know about? <laughs> I just like to know, uh, how you, how you went on the day. Did you hit all your lifts and just 
just run me through it a little bit. Dude, that <laughs> was a disaster. <laughs> I did not know the fucking rules going into that meet, so I looked like a total idiot going into it. Like, I didn't know you had to get to the attempt table within the minute, so like I kept missing. Like I remember, like go up to some random dude, I'd be like, "Hey, you need to record this look for me. It has to be on my Instagram." And they're like, "Okay." And then, uh, <laughs> so ridiculous thinking about it. But yeah, I would like hit the lift, and then I'd go all the way behind the platform, grab my phone, and then I would get to the judges in time, and they'd be like, "You missed your tip." I was like, "Well, I had to get my phone," and they're like, "Dude, you gotta." get here within the minute and i was like whatever and they were like super lenient about it and i was just being the total dick to them but uh yeah they were at once we got the deadlifts they're like we can't take this anymore like dude you missed it we're not getting you another attempt and i didn't know that you get like a two and a half kilo jump for deadlifts so i thought i didn't get another attempt and I just fucking left the meet like an idiot. And in reality, like I had a second attempt. And like, I remember a few people I knew at that meet texting me. They're like, dude, like, where are you? Like, they're calling your name to the left. And I was like, I left. I don't have another attempt. They're like, no, that's not how that works. Like, oh, okay. And so that became a meme for a while. So I have to assume you didn't go with anyone who had, was handling you. It was all you on your own. No, Yeah, I didn't have a handler. Yeah. I didn't even know what a handler was going into the meet. Yeah. People were like, you don't have a handler? I'm like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so were you Christian 74 kilos at the time or what were you? This, 60- was, this was the Christian and strength days. Damn, I, I don't in, know if you were following back. No, but... back before even I followed you, I think. Damn. Yeah, I was Christian and strength for a while. And that's that's like, those were like the big meme days. Like mm. when I was... Being ironic, I was just actually cringe. Mm. So how did you? I wanted to ask you about that. So your origin is a bit of a You're meme. Like frozen to you now to uh, sorry yeah yeah a uh, bit of a meme to oh yeah uh, potentially now being known as being ironic on your story because I'm sure there's some people who take your stuff seriously. Um, for example, um, what was yeah, it dude, yeah. bringing backpacks like to school. I like there to be mystery. <laughs> Um, do we have to take our backpacks yeah, to school today? <laughs> you know, some funny stuff like that. So do you get people who still take you as, cause obviously going from someone who was being memed for being cringe before I even knew to someone who posts stuff ironically that sometimes might come off as cringe. If you don't know, it's ironic. Do you still get people that think that you're the same Christian strength? Yeah. Yeah, uh, a lot of people do. And I piss a lot of people off with the stuff too. It's mm. great. And what do people, I just feed what do people get reactions. angry at? I mean, I don't get the hate comments like I used to get back when I was like super serious about that kind of stuff. But people will be like, dude, what the fuck's wrong with you? Dude, why are you so cringe? Or, Bleh. But yeah, stuff like that. Like mm. I'm like back during like peak cringe. Like I'm not even kidding. Like the engagement on my page was ridiculous because everyone was just like making fun of me. They would just share my stuff and everything. Dude, I would wake up to like, I'm not even joking, like 10 to 20 DMs of just people talking shit to me <laughs> every day. And I was like, oh my gosh. This sounds like, like a, what am I doing wrong? This sounds like a villain origin story. This sounds like you're going to take yeah. to Reddit and, and like create some big cult. Um, Dude, yeah, I was wow. a meme on 4chan at one point for a while. There was like tons of forums talking about me. It was it was great. Dude. Was it was it the the introduction to lifting that you thought you'd get? 
immediately no, becoming a all. meme. And no, and when you say that. when you say you were cringe, is this just like like because I I, I I've heard stuff, but like what have was you it? Heard? Well, I just mean like oh, Christian used to be cringe or like whatever or like, and it's like what? Why did people think like what was it that you were doing that was annoying people? Dude, so it all started off like you know Eric Bugenhagen, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I was really obsessed with his stuff. I'd see him, like, scream after his lips. So, you know, as a new Instagrammer, I was like, oh, I want to do that. Like, and every time, every lift I do, I would just, like, scream going into it, and it was just really cringe. But then once I know, I don't know why, but once I started doing that, like, the engagement on my page started picking up, and I was, like, I was, like, became really obsessed with, like, the clout aspect to it, which is just a whole other level of cringe I don't even want to get into right now. But, uh yeah, I became obsessed with the clout that was coming with me being cringe. Although I thought people were genuinely supporting it, when in reality they were just <laughs> following the fucking meme. Me. But like, I noticed like all these like big USAPL lifters were following me. I was like, "Yo, why? Why is uh, why are all these people following me?" I didn't know how they were finding my page until I realized that it was just because I was a fucking idiot, just scream like I would scream just for no reason. I don't know if you've seen any of the videos. Mm, I've seen some of your old stuff, yeah. Yeah, I dude, I archived all that stuff. Like, I'm like, dude, people cannot see this. It is bad. So, what do you? So, like, your opinion on like, uh, I think I posted something on my story about people who, because obviously there's some people who do this like unironically. Um, yeah. And so, for example, like, I know lifters without telling them like their names, so that's saying their names, who like intentionally crop out screaming because like they are super hyped. Like, and these are not like you know, like cringy screams, like big, like some big dudes like scream and like they will crop it out of their video because they know what comes with it. So like, I'll like, for example, in the DM, like I'll get it sent to me. I'm like, oh, like it's funny. It'll just be like a video of them screaming, but it's like, they don't post it because they still want to scream and get hyped up, but they know how it comes across on Instagram. So they cut it out. What do you think about people who, I put a story up, they'll make like an edit, right? And you can always, I can always tell when it's, for the scream because it'll be like scream and then they cut from the scream to when they're under the bar or like deadlifting. They like chop out yeah, the yeah. walk up. So you know that they, they haven't done it to save. They, they're not just like cropping a video. They're cutting bits out that are less entertaining, which is fine. It, like depending on your audience, but yeah, I see ones no, where there's I've like a scream. Before. There's like a scream and then they cut out the setup because it takes too long. And then they, you know, like the scream after as well. What do you think about that? You keep cutting out. Yeah, sorry. Well, what was the last thing you heard I, me I say? think I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So what do I think about that? Yeah, what do you think about that? Um, Dude, I don't know. I have very mixed feelings on the whole screaming. I don't care if you scream in your lift, but the post in it. I don't know, dude. I mean, I, it, it's hard for me to talk because I used to be that guy who would just post me fucking screaming. And, but I don't know. I look at it and I'm kind of like, eh, did you really need to post that? It's, it's, it's a little cringe. I mean, I get you're excited, but eh, when it's RP6, do you really need to get hyped mm. like that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think like, uh, I mean, I guess maybe even home gym owners can maybe like, maybe get a pass here. Uh, I'm not talking about myself, obviously, but, um, cause I, I don't even know about that, dude. <laughs> you think training alone doesn't warrant a bit of like screaming. I mean, if it's very obviously left in your video for a reason, it like, yeah, it's sure. It's cringe. I but, mean, like, if you get, 
if you get if you get like a big PR, sure, dude. But yeah. like, dude, I used to get like neighbor complaints when I'd scream and shit. That like, <laughs> like you can't just be doing that every session. Mm. I think like mentally, powerlifting is like not like you know over a period of time it can get a bit challenging when the numbers aren't what you want them to be and that i just can't imagine the extra like exhaustion of screaming all the time and having to like scream every set like sometimes i go in the gym and i just like i'm barely even there like tertiary bench i'm barely even like i'm barely even thinking about what i'm doing i'm just getting it done so i can leave i just can't imagine needing to get like needing that hype just to hit something like pause bench like light you know or something super easy and it's like yeah dude like i would i would i'd be going into like a tempo squat day and i'd like fucking scream like it's unnecessary <laughs> and so when did you when did the transition from like to you know to, when you transitioned from that to like just a chad like when did that take place you know and what it, caused it, it was it was pretty it was a pretty slow gradual change but you know I think what really peaked it, remember that whole meme thing I did, the nice guy, the bad boy transformation thing? You know, I, I was like, that whole thing was ironic, but it also became, like, serious. Like, I, I decided I wanted to cut, and that's when the kind of whole, you know, like, Chad, <laughs> whatever you want to call yeah. it, transformation happened. Mm. I kind of stopped, you know, I that's when I dropped powerlifting, or whatever you want to call it, and kind of just started training how I wanted to. So, mm. and that's when things kind of changed. And so you literally memed yourself through a bad boy transformation, ironically, and it actually, yeah. it actually happened. <laughs> but people just don't realize that it actually happened because I know I've seen that photo of you side by side from before yeah. and after the cut, before and after the bad boy transformation, and people don't realize that it actually happened. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's insane. I was, I looked awful, dude. I didn't like take care of my appearance at all i would it was bad bro mm. oh well you, you've gone through it now and, and you've had that self-realization that actualization of you know transitioning from christian m strength to christian 74 kilos and now you're <laughs> now you're uh living out a meme essentially on the on, on instagram um yeah man one of the the questions i got from the viewers who are dying to hear this episode um is when did you realize that you had uh, really good powerlifting potential as a 74 kilo lifter? <laughs> oh, God, dude. Oh, man. Um, dude, the moment I started. <laughs> mm. You just yeah, knew. Yeah, first time I pulled 315 in the gym, I was like, yeah, we're going to do, do some big things in the sport. Mm. Was it you that I can remember uh, recently deadlifting on the squat? Was it like you memed yourself deadlifting on like the squat platform or whatever? Like... Or no, you were you. There was a platform in front of you, and you were deadlifting like a meter behind it on the ground. Is that you? No, so no, yes, that was me. But like, no, there's a reason I do that, mm. and I, I don't do it anymore because I got in trouble with my gym. They're like, "You're gonna damage the floor." I'm like, "Fine, I'll use the platforms." But uh, those platforms are awful, man. Like they're really they're really bouncy, and like your feet like sink into the cushions. like really uneven and like you lose positioning. So that's why I also switched uh, to conventional like last week is because I can get better positioning and yeah, I'm weaker at it, but you know, I'd rather be able to deadlift comfortably than like pull sumo. And then the bar bounces above my knees each rep mm-hmm. and I lose my positioning. What about, um? I'm just, 
I'm just because I did see you sort of conventional, and it just reminded me of um. Then I think it was earlier in the year you did a meet or you were at a meet. Whenever you started coaching Ashton, like tell me, tell <laughs> no, me, I did that meet. We tell both me did that meet actually. And so he saw you and he was like, "This is this is I need a new coach. This is what I need." Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> so you've been to the meet. How how did that was that your second? Yeah, that was my well technically third meet, but second real meet. We'll and how did it. how did that end up going? Because I mean, the pressure uh, was on with with Ashton there. You know the 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 the, the, the pressure to, to perform well. How did it yeah, go? Yeah, dude. Pretty good. Um, deadlifts. <laughs> yeah, deadlifts didn't go well, but everything else went pretty good. Hmm. And so after that, he just picked you up. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, man, your numbers are pretty good. Uh, I want you to coach me." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then, soon after, he forgot to train. I remember seeing but in the no, comment dude, section. Speaking he... of the whole. Hmm. Speaking of, go on. What? Speaking of the whole thing, go on. Oh no, I was saying speaking of the whole coaching thing. That that that's that's part of the whole cringe thing, bro. Hmm. I used to think I was a fucking coach. Like, tell me about that it. Got, that that got memed hard. I, so, working with a coach made me think I knew a lot of shit. And then I read, uh, what's that book called? By you, you know, it's that one book by Eric Helms, The, the Muscle and Strength Pyramid. Yeah, dude. I read <laughs> I read the first chapter of that book which was like just about like adhering to training. I was like, oh yeah, dude, I could totally be a coach. And then I just ironically, ironically, not your strength was adhering <laughs> yeah, to training. Exactly. Like <laughs> who am I to fucking talk? But dude, like I I think I was coaching a total of twelve people and they they were not making good progress at all. And one of them actually made decent progress and he actually had a pretty good meet. But then everyone else just did terrible, bro. And I was like, dude, I can't do this to people. Like, I can't just like charge people money and then watch them not make progress. So I, I just dropped it all together. Mm. I actually think that uh, I'm almost finished the muscle and the strength pyramid. I keep forgetting to finish it. I'm I'm getting it's there. A it's a really it's a really good uh, resource, and a lot of the stuff, like given a lot of the stuff I read, I'm like, okay, like, and I knew that, or like. Cause it's like quite simple principles of training and like with, with time you sort of, you learn the principles, but I think yeah. if you, if you're new uh, and you're listening and you want to get into coaching or just want to be a better lifter, the muscle and strength pyramid ebook is free. If uh, maybe I downloaded it, I, I can't remember, but it's on the internet everywhere. You can get it for free. Yeah. It's a really good resource to learn training, to learn like, you know, for example, there's just simple stuff like on, on when to deload and it's like a flow chart and it's like, do you feel this or no or yes? And then it's like, it leads you down a path of like, yes or no of deloading. Um, and like, it sometimes might be, oh, you don't need a deload. You meet, you need like something else or, you know, it's just really simple visuals and concepts that people probably overlook. So I think, um, yeah, it's a, I think that's a really good resource for like everyone. Um, but I don't know if it's yeah, like you said, it's not a it's not enough to be a coach, but it's a really good tool to help you learn. Um, For sure, uh, if you if you just if you're getting into it, like it, it puts a lot of stuff into really simple terms that you can actually apply, rather than having to read some like study because no one's no one's reading a study about like the 
effects of reps and reserve on muscle hypertrophy over a period. Like no one's reading an abstract about that, uh, you know, who's just getting into it, but this is a good one. Um, and Eric, yeah, Eric Holmes is great. Um, but yeah, so you got yeah, into coaching no, and then, mm, and so, uh, <laughs> they didn't, they weren't making great progress. Why do you think? That was a flop, dude. Cause I didn't know what I was doing, dude. Like benching 225, squatting a little bit above 315. You have no business coaching. <laughs> but um, I mean, I think to an yeah, extent. Sorry to start. <laughs> no, finish that. <laughs> you know, I see a lot of younger lifters start to coach that were like around that were around my strength, maybe a little stronger. And I'm just kind of like, no, don't do it. No, like just get a little stronger first. Like. You see, you can know everything about programming, but if you don't have the experience, you don't quite understand the context of how everything works, in my opinion. Mm. There's a there's a fine line between uh, being strong and being a good coach, and obviously they don't overlap in in a lot of cases. But I think like I, I think I spoke about this before, and I like the topic. It's yeah. like as a younger coach myself, I can see it both ways. I can see why someone wouldn't trust me. Right, I get that. I get not trusting people who have only been doing it for a year and a half. I get that, right? Um, right. And I think as long as you know like your place, I think so. Like I started coaching and I was coaching two guys for six months, and they were my mates. So it's like, does that even count as you know? And now I've got a team and like everyone's killing it. But it's like, can you remember a time I was other than reposting their stuff, their lifts? Can you remember a time I was like? talking about coaching or like showing off about knowledge or you know can you can you recall even like once no i didn't i don't even think i knew you were a coach actually Mm. no you've mentioned it to me before but i've never seen you like advertise it Mm. so i think i mean i I don't want to do a disservice to myself i just don't go around you know there's a lot of guys who want to make you know, oh, I don't even want to say, I don't want to, cause it's say, a bit obvious. Hey, I was going to say, say like, say um, I think the, I know what you're going to say. The, you know, they just like, want to do it for the money. Well, yeah. And, and sometimes you see there'll be a sequence of, of events and it kind of goes make good progress as a lifter themselves. And then it goes advertise coaching based on your strength. And then it yeah. goes make team shirts. <laughs> 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 and it's a, I, I no hate to anyone that's done that. I mean, obviously I encourage everyone to, you know, if, if, cause coaching makes you a better lifter, you know, everything. Cause you know, mm. you'll, you'll go to explain something and then you realize, Oh, hang on. Like I actually don't know that thing. And then you learn about it or something like that. And so I, I never would discourage coaching with younger dudes, but there is a certain pattern as a consequence of Instagram followers that you can go through, which would be get stronger and then get display like, uh, you know, a bit um, in over your head, I guess, is the right term for it. Um, with with kind of, you know, using your strength or followers as like a, as a selling point. And I mean, obviously, I, I don't want to bring up Tyson again because I have so many times. But Fuck Tyson, it's, bro. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, the What did he say? Oh, he took uh, Turk for uh, the 400 deadlift. I don't know who's believing that shit. Um <laughs> I think, I think, put it this way, I didn't watch the video because I don't care at all. And sometimes yeah. I'll, and I mean, maybe I shouldn't have posted about it without watching the video, but I did, I did see it was Turk. And I think it would be too suspicious for him to say he was taking nothing. So he said he was taking Turk and people are like, oh, maybe he's only taking Turk. I know a guy who's on Turk, like who lives like here. 
I know. I know. It's, I know it's not that powerful. It's not that powerful, right? Like, sure, it helps. Sure, it has some benefits and it can help. But you're telling me a teenager is deadlifting 400 kilos off Turk. I'm not believing you because it has to be something else. It has to be trend or some anabolic, like something powerful. And he, every time I talk about it, I get wound up, but he advertises his expensive ass coaching off that deadlift. How much does he charge? When, when I... When I talked about this a few months ago, it was like up there with like top USAPL coach prices. I'm not going to name names. Get the fuck out of here, dude. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say who the coach was, but I messaged them and I was like, isn't, no, the coach swapped up my story. Yeah, dude, I remember that. This is like when we first started talking. Yeah. Yeah, So the coach swapped up and I, and he's like, who is this? Cause it was like a screenshot of the coaching thing. And I was like, this is whoever Tyson uh, isn't this like what you charge? And he was like, yeah, that's pretty close to what I charge. And this is one of the top, you know, one of the, I'm not going to say who, yeah. but top coaches. And I think, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to tell what other people, you know, tell other people what to do. But I think knowing your place is such a important, important thing. And it just, I don't Dude, understand you- it. Some people are, like some people are just there doing it for money, like you said, and it's important to be able to tell who's doing it for money and who actually loves what they do. But yeah, dude, do you remember he used to like send like mass DMs mm. to just like everyone like for coaching? It's just like, bro, no one wants this. Look, everyone, as a, I can the only people the who hustle. buy that stuff. I mean, sure, but the only people who are buying that stuff who don't are people who don't know shit about lifting or who people who are on TikTok. Like anyone who's actually in powerlifting knows he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He is he using good. TikTok to advertise his coaching? I, I was just saying that as an example. I don't uh, know if he, he probably does. Mm. Wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Yeah. I, um, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it, I, I, people are probably here, sick of hearing me talk about it. Cause, but, but, <laughs> but like, there's been stuff I've spoken about and then it doesn't happen again. You know, there's like the, the Jen Thompson bench thing. And I ranted about that for 15 minutes and then I'm not going to mention it again because it's over. But this I have an issue with because it's still going on and he's still coaching people. And yeah, it's not going to stop, bro. I mean, look at it like this way. Mm. Like if you're making, I mean, let's just go with the idea. He's making good money doing it. Well, I mean, why would you stop? I mean, yeah, it's a scam, but like at that point you got to be an idiot to buy his stuff. Mm. I, yeah. And I think I can't imagine anyone stays with him because you, you go no in, way. you go in not knowing anything. All of a sudden you become self-aware because people in his comment sections or people comment on King of the Lifts who I had to unfollow because they're so <laughs> annoying, like hot take. But King of the Lifts is just a rust. I think they blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> I used to tag them in a lot of my posts, like as a meme. Ironically, yeah. Um, yeah. I actually, I did that. I benched 170 or 180 kilos for the first time and tagged King of the Lifts. And it's my only, no. re- it's my only regret on Instagram was because I didn't do it ironically and oh gosh <laughs> so this was like no but this was like six to 12 months ago i can't remember it was three reds or or almost 405 somewhere in between there and i tagged yeah. them and i i regret it i if i get a repost oh like i mean i won't get a repost on bench for 
I don't know, maybe till 200. I don't know. But I certainly don't want it to be because I've tagged them in the post. Like I want to get, I want someone else to, uh, if I ever get reposted by King of the Lifts, I want it to be because someone else tagged me. Someone else yeah, like, was like, sure. yeah, I hate seeing people who like tag King of the Lifts in their own posts. Like, dude. Even the strong dudes who, like even people who do yeah, get reposted. Like, yeah. It's like, come on, man. Like, you know, you're going to get reposted anyway. But I unfollowed King of the Lifts because it was literally just, I had to unfollow Russ and King of the Lifts because I, all I was seeing was his post twice in my feed. And it got so, I got, I, like, I like Russ. I used to watch his videos. I like him as a person. Yeah, no, that's who I started watching when I was new. Yeah. And I got so fed up with literally going Russ. No, it would be like King of the Lifts first when it was, when Instagram was chronological. And then I would scroll down and it would be King of the Lifts or whatever, the other way around. So it's like, I had to unfollow because it was just like, I follow a lot of the top lifters. So when I follow yeah. King of the Lifts too, it's just like, a, I'm just seeing the same yeah, thing Yeah, it's again. just a repost of what you've already seen. Yeah. I think if I was going to follow King of the Lifts, I would unfollow all of the top lifters, but I, you know, I want to follow them. Yeah, not, but exactly. And I, yeah, I, it's also, uh, I think he plays favorites too sometimes. Cause I know, like I know a guy, a teenager here who squatted almost 400 kilos. Um, and is yet to get a repost for that. Uh, oh wow! Obviously untested, but still, like that's a huge. But I just he does he doesn't have many followers. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think they play because he's definitely seen the video because we all tagged him and all that stuff. We tagged what's his name six pack. Um, but I think you know not many followers not really worth the the repost or I don't know maybe it's because he's Australian and it's yeah. just. <laughs> Uh, anti-australian thing i don't know i don't know but yeah sorry guys we went off a bit of a rant there i tend to get worked <laughs> up over the coaching thing do you uh I, do you post these just raw and uncut or do you like these are these are raw yeah so yeah. i i might go through because there's been a bit of lag between uh because our connections are different but these are raw yeah. so yeah people get the whole people get the whole package when 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 i have guests oh on. nice the raw files. Got to so watch no, what we say, man. <laughs> no, you don't have to watch what you say. I don't. No, I don't I, think I, next I, on the platform can be cancelled. Anything I've said, uh, like I've said some shit already. Like, there's some stuff. If you I have, haven't, I haven't listened in a while. Last time I listened was when you had uh, Liam on Chop Strong. That was a great episode. I really enjoyed talking yeah, about Chop. No, yeah, yeah. He was one of the first people I followed mm. when I got Instagram. There you go. Well, Chop, if you're listening, there you go. You're an idol. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a great episode. If you haven't heard that one, go back. That would be like 20 something, 29 maybe. Um, Chop was great. Yeah. He's a uh, sin. One of the uh, things. You, you cut out again. Oh, sorry. I was saying um, Chop was a Chop is a great lifter and very smart. And sin powerlifting, if you don't know, is his, um, he, he and his couple yeah. of mates. They, their informational posts are actually really good. And I see a lot of informational posts and it's. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually like physios or like health prof- like professionals. Uh, I don't know what you guys call them in America, but like, you know, exercise, science, whatever, all that stuff. They post a lot of stuff and it's like trying to relate very specific concepts from their degree to powerlifting. And a lot of the time it doesn't actually, it isn't that relatable, but Sin actually posts a lot of good stuff. If you guys don't follow Sin Powerlifting uh, and you need some info, go check out. They have like topics on everything. Um, a really good page. But like one thing, another thing I wanted to like talk about was um, people, I don't know. I don't know how much you see because I don't know who, like who you follow, but there's a lot of people who are trying to like what they do to market themselves as a coach or like a professional, a health professional is they'll like bring up some issue, make up an issue. It's not like, it's not factually incorrect. It's just, it's 
not as big of an issue as like they're overhyping it and then they give you the issue and then they provide you with the solution as a way of marketing their uh, their coaching. And I think... Yeah, it, yeah I, I see can already it. think of a few people on the top of my head. Yeah, so I think... Uh, I'm that's, not, that's like a lot, a lot of people do, not just in powerlifting, just everywhere, dude. Mm. Well, in fitness, it's absolutely huge because there's so much information, yeah. which means there's so much misinformation too. But it's becoming more and more... For example... I was seeing a post about, and I think I was spoken about in one of the chats, people don't powerlift for health. I don't know where that idea comes from, but if I was going to, if I was lifting to be healthy, like physically and mentally, I would not do powerlifting because I mean, in the long term, look at, look at all of the top lifters with injuries, like literally every top lifter ever and and anyone who's been in the sport long enough, you get injuries all the time. If I was doing it for health, and I'm this is going somewhere, I would just lift like, not bodybuilding, but just like, I'd probably do a bro split and do some mobility and flexibility and whatever. And I'd run and whatever. So when someone comes up with a thing, like for example, uh, don't do this in this lift because it's like, you know, not healthy in the long term for your joints or your ligaments or whatever. Oh my God. And it's like, I hate that, dude. And it's it's usually a really good cue. Like, it'd be like, don't... Like, it's... I'm exaggerating, but don't brace in a squat. Like, it'll be something stupid like that. I'm exaggerating there. But it's like, yeah. okay, maybe that's not the healthiest thing in the long run, but I'm not really doing this sport for that. Like, yeah, I want to be healthy for a long time. But yeah. I also just want to be really strong. There was one that I... And I'll... Uh, Freeing the scap in the bench press. I don't know if many people have seen that post. Don't. I was on Ben Yen. Right? Don't free your scap. I don't know. I mean, I know he works closely with Sean. So, and I'm. I don't know. I what think Sh- I know what you're talking about because I actually, I actually followed that cue, and it actually, it actually really helped my bench. I think so. When you mean you followed it, do you mean when you set up, you relaxed a little bit more? And we're like, yeah, and it was like it was like keep your chest up or something like mm. that. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll try it. And that yeah. actually, my bench has been going been really well because of it. So what I think he meant was don't retract as hard because yes. when you because when you retract, like when you go like this, there's a bit of elevation naturally, and your traps come up. So like, and I'll on a bad bench day when I'm I'm feeling kind of shitty, I will get trap issues after because like I've just retracted too much and not enough depression so i get what used to always get sore after i get what he's saying in that like don't retract don't get on your traps you know you want to depress your shoulders but also like he said like the best benches in the world don't retract their scapula i don't uh yeah they don't retract hard they like free it and then he didn't and then he didn't name any and couldn't name any and so I was like, it's stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah. that's it. That might work. And for you, like, and I, he has said, relax in your setup. When And I tried that when I saw it. I used to get really, really tight when I slide up the bench. Um, and I relaxed a bit more. And, and just the only thing I did was chest to the ceiling. And that really helped. But I think when you word stuff, when you word stuff like that, and you're going for like clickbait, you have to be able to back it up. Like you have to be like, oh, top lifters do it. Here are the top lifters. They all agree with me. But when you don't, like when you yeah, don't tag speaking any, speaking on behalf of someone else. Well, he like, is because, and I like some of his posts. I'm not shitting on Ben at all. But when it you don't is, for bench, me, it is really fifty-fifty with the stuff he posts. When you don't even bench three plates, like you need to 
have some credibility with he like people. Bench three fifteen. No, he doesn't. I don't. As far as I know, I. I mean, I don't. I don't know. But he's you know. So like, mate, yeah. you know, if if that information was coming from Sean, sure, I'll give it a go. I'll trust. You know, Sean's a great bencher, but it, it wasn't, and I didn't see Sean repost it, and I didn't see Sean named either, and I can't imagine with Sean's setup, there's much freeing of any joint or bone, you know, like movement. Like it's, it looks pretty tight. I have to imagine, you know? So, uh, I think, yeah, if you're going to say something like that, you got to be able to like back it up. Like for example, if, uh, if Sean said it, I'd be like, okay, like I, you know, cause he benches sure. a lot. He, he is a great bencher. So okay, I'll give it a go. I'll trust that it works for you. But when, when like a, someone like Ben, who's like a, like I said, health professional, when they say something, I'm immediately skeptical because people like that tend to write stuff for reposts and whatever. Um, yeah, it just wasn't any, but yeah, my, my final take on that is don't free the scab, <laughs> just relax in the setup and then get tight. But yeah, I, um, I get really off yeah. track, man. I get, I, I get ranting. I, mean, I think it or works. Hmm. You do rant, bro. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as I get wound up, like I come into this the podcast with certain questions, and then stuff comes up, and I'm like, oh my god, I wanted to talk about that, and then I go off on a big rant, um, because I, yeah, I've been stuff, holding it in for a while. Yeah, you? I mean, I've been not been podcasting <laughs> as much, so when I do, I'm like, oh my god, I need to talk about that. Um, How many episodes do you do a week? I or do you even do weekly? Well, I was doing weekly because I started in Mar. I started with Aiden in February. And so since February, we're, we're up to episode 33 now. So it was weekly for a long time. And then with you... you ever repeat guests? Uh, I've had Aiden on twice. I had him on for the first one. And then I had him back for uh, one with Lucky. Um, but, but I felt bad because when I had Aiden on at the start, I was like, I had no skill in terms of like conversation or like... Yeah. And it was so dry. Like I was so dry. And I was like, Aiden is a great guest. He's very intelligent. I was like, I want to have him back on and talk to him properly when I have a bit more skill. And now looking back at the second episode with Aiden, I'm like, I'd love to have him on again because like now I'm even, you know, better. Um, Podcasting is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, Uh, dude. That's how it is for anything. Mm. Like, Like just when you start out new, like when I used to post Instagram videos... Like before, like the whole like cringe, like like the whole screaming thing, like just like posting my lips and everything, like it's just cringe. Like I'd get like the worst angles and everything. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's a skill, and I think it's a skill that actually has uh, applied in my life too. Like podcasting has been great for like my confidence uh, outside of it, because when you're in a situation like this, the pressure is on. So when you go into like a normal situation where you're just talking to someone or you're just in public, you feel pressure right now. Well, I mean, I'm having the Christian 74 kilos. A little, a little bit of tension going on. on. My, a little bit of tension, a little bit of pressure. Oh, it's just, you know, the camera's on, you got to perform. So when when you're in a normal setting, it's like, oh, this is so Dude, easy. I look at this as a, just two conversation, a conversation. Mm. Well, see, the, thing, the, th- the difference is like I'm responsible for the how it turns out. So while it is just a conversation, you're not responsible yeah. for the yeah. quality and the, and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, (laughs) another one, another viewer question we had, uh, was, will you ever go back and dominate the 74 kilo class again? Are you returning to, are you, are you, are you here for the long run? Way. 
I don't even weigh 74 kilos. <laughs> I weigh like 147 right now. Christian 69 <laughs> kilos. But, uh, you know, yeah, I thought 60, uh, I'd be 66. Isn't that, I, I, I don't isn't know. What's, what'd you say? 147. I don't know, dude. I mean, it's not. <laughs> That's like 66.8. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Wow. So you're only, a, um, you're actually Christian 66 kilos. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Uh, Will I ever go back as a 74? I need to build more muscle before I even consider that. Mm. Now, I actually, I just entered like a caloric surplus. So I am going to slowly build my way back up there. Mm. But we'll see. Mm. Well, that's good to hear, man. Um, and what about like, uh, you know, obviously you're getting back into it now from bodybuilding and you've had dealing with the knee thing, but what's your plans, you know, for the rest of this year? in terms of getting a coach or doing a meet or, you know, what, what is it going to look like in the near future for you? Oh, dude, I don't plan on getting a coach anytime soon. Like I, I like being in control of my training. I fear, like, I don't necessarily, like I know anyone like qualified as a coach is capable of coaching me, but I just fear I'm not going to enjoy what they write down for me on the spreadsheet. You get what I'm saying? Like Mm. I, uh, and this is why I get made fun of so much. I look at training as a way to have fun, whereas people are like, oh, they only look at it as a way to improve on their training. And, you know, obviously I want to improve, but I really care about, like, following a regimen that's fun. Mm. I think unless you're the 1% of people who can do things that are like, like, for example, like the, the dedication that a bodybuilder has to eating for fuel and not for fun, right? If you have that kind if you have that kind of mindset in powerlifting and you can train boring shit, you know, that is just hundred percent for your total or whatever, that's cool and do it. But I think a lot of people think they are that, but aren't. Like a lot of people think yeah. they're the one percent, oh, I'll be able to do it forever. I'll be able to like you know, like, dude, as soon as my meet was over, I was like to my coach, can I get really strong on Viking press? Can I get a massive overhead press? He's like, yeah, let's do, let's, yeah. you know. And it's like, it's been fun. Like, I, I'm dealing with some rotator issues, but like, you know, I'm doing touch and go bench. I'm doing squatting like once a week. And it's like, I have so much fun in the off season that when prep comes around, I put my head down and it's like 10 weeks of like, it's on, you know? But I yeah. think people, people yeah, are like, oh, like... like I've hated this prep for like, you know, like, or, but you tend to see it not in that form. You tend to see it in like, oh, like I'm injured again or like no motivation or like, oh, my diet's been off. And it's like, yeah, well, cause you're trying to do it 52 weeks a year and you're trying to yeah. be like in prep mode all year. It's like, if you, if you just relax a little bit, like you said, enjoy training, like, yeah, I'm sure you would make, you know, great oh, progress under a coach so much better progress. yeah but i mean if you enjoy it it's like who cares <laughs> who cares yeah dude? dude that's exactly how i look at it man like my numbers like i lost a ton of strength when i dropped i didn't fully drop powerlifting because i'm still doing sbd like i wasn't like you know doing like really high frequency with that stuff so i lost a lot of like skill practice and everything because i just wasn't doing it as often like i lost a ton of strength and on top of that you know i did the whole cut and now I'm like pretty much back to baseline with the exception of bench. But like, dude, like I've had the most fun with training lately. Cause I just go in there, do a bunch of bodybuilding exercises and like, I can see my physique changing and it's like that motivates me more than like getting stronger right now. So mm. 
No, I'm on the same boat, man. I know it's winter. It's coming into winter for you guys, but it's coming into summer. And, and this is the first summer where I'm like, maybe I should get lean. Like, cause for the Dude, last couple of you, you have to, it's life changing, bro. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, cause you know, since I, st- I started at 66, so 147, uh, three and a half years ago. And so since I was 147 up to now, what am I in for you pounders, you American pounders here? We've got, uh, what did I, you say? 112 How times 222. So I went from 147 to 246 in three and a half years. And if you can imagine the oh, body wow. composition, yeah, if you can imagine the body composition, almost a hundred pounds. Yeah. So, uh, now I'm like, okay, I'm stronger now and heavier. Let's, let's try to look a little bit better as well. And it's like, yeah, I mean, if, if you can go through your whole powerlifting career, not caring how you look, dude, if you, <laughs> if you don't have body I dysmorphia, that, if, if you don't have body dysmorphia, like props to you and like, that's awesome. And just keep doing what you're doing. But I, yeah, I just like, oh, maybe I'll get a bit leaner for summer and like look a bit better. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely have to. Yeah. You won't uh, regret it. No. It's, it's worth tr- the potential strength plus. Mm. I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully I don't, but I, I'm, it's a risk I'm willing to take for a few a few blocks. Um, I mean, strength, loss, maintenance, you know, whatever, whatever it ends up being. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Well, um, I'm just having a look here. What other... Before we finish, I'll um. Yeah, I'll what go. are some what are some of these questions? Man? <sighs> oh, dude, some of them. I'll just read some of them to you. Um, I didn't want to miss any good ones, that's why I want to have a look again. Uh, uh, here we go. Ask if he's proud of gaining exposure through being a gimmick, <laughs> which is what we yeah, spoke so, about. So we've covered that. Yeah. So and at then we... first, I really liked it because I didn't know it was a gimmick, mm. and then I got really upset when I found out it wasn't. <laughs> people would actually like me and then i realized they like you they just say you're a meme and then now like i don't really care like i don't even like like i have not taken social media serious like i used to like i post maybe like twice a week now Mm. like i just don't i don't have the time to post like i used to and i just don't really care to do it as much anymore Mm. and i just had a look the rest of the questions were all completely stupid ironic like jokes and stuff so i don't want to oh like why <laughs> oh just like why is he a twink like or like how how is he so han- <laughs> how is he so handsome and uh your friend uh i think he's your friend i don't want to i don't want to mispronounce his name omar is it uh kurt sorry kurt his instagram oh is- kurt oh i fucking love kurt yes yeah, so he asked if he could come on the podcast with you and I was like, I don't yeah, think I can. Showed, he showed me that screenshot. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know if I can if I can handle both of you. So maybe maybe <laughs> you guys can return uh, later on, and I'll have you both on for another episode. Um, yeah, man, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. I had fun talking, and I'm sure you guys listening got a laugh out of that and and gained some insight into the the the, the man behind the mask, the man behind the bad boy transformation. Um, thank you for listening and. <laughs> Thank you, Christian, for coming on and entertaining everybody. I'm going to try to do... Uh, actually, I think I have an episode with Callum that I'm going to do. Uh, Chris obviously knows Callum. Oh, guys, that'll be good. Uh, yeah, Callum and hopefully Rob as well because we want to talk about Callum's prep and his injury and that sort of thing. Um, so hopefully maybe get that done next week and have that out for you guys. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, sorry that it's been so inconsistent. going to try to get you know, not weekly, but you know, more regular episodes coming out soon. But yeah, thanks again, Christian. Yeah, man. Catch you later.